When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into Pigskin Preview. I'm Nick Roush. He's Adam Luckett, and we're presented by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook, where each week we break down the top games in college football, share some of our picks, and let you know how we're feeling about the next upcoming Kentucky football game. This week, the Wildcats are headed to number one Georgia, one of the biggest games of the week. 7 o'clock, ESPN. They got the Sean McDonough, Greg McElroy, Molly McGrath crew. It's going to be a big one. Um, but first, some big ones around college football. We have Alabama going on the road to Texas A&M, where a couple of years ago, like it, uh, the Aggies shocked number one Crimson Tide. It was at three and a half on FanDuel earlier this week. Now it's down to minus one and a half for Alabama. I know you love betting against uh ranked teams who are favorites on the road against unranked teams this one feels a little different but this year uh, bobby Petrino and co they actually might be able to put up enough points to to outscore uh, alabama if they get into a shootout situation yeah this game feels like a total toss-up to me i you know if they played a best of seven series i think this would go seven if they just played seven games alabama at a&m over and over I could see either way. A&M's defensive line, Nick, is just ridiculous. Nice. Yeah, But Alabama's kind of shifted into this kind of Rich Rod style, run heavy, QB run, and then taking big shots in the past game. So, I mean, we'll see how this plays out. I think it's big that Jimbo's beaten Saban before, so that monkey's off his back, the former assistant thing. Mm-hmm. I think A&M's got a really good chance to win that game down there in the winter. It's going to be in the driver's seat in the SEC West. So, uh, you know, we've all joked with A&M and stuff, but they, they're in prime position if they go and get a win there um, in College Station's SEC, CBS, 330 Eastern. Uh, big opportunity for the Aggies, I think. Yeah, and, and they've they've played in a big game already this year. So it's they kind of got waxed by Miami. So I think instead of being intimidated by the bright lights, they'll embrace it. Um, so I – uh, that game's very intriguing. The other big SEC game uh, is uh, Missouri and LSU, where I can't I can't really figure out this LSU team, but I'm not I'm I'm not I'm not willing to go to the window and bet on Eli Drinkwitz and this Missouri football team. I know that they've exceeded early expectations. The offense has seemingly turned it around. Um, and their home dogs, the money is on the Missouri side. It was plus six and a half down to plus five and a half on FanDuel Sportsbook as we're speaking right now. So I'm, uh, if, if I really don't know how to feel about this game either because I, I, I could see it going in so many different directions because I just don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know what who's the better combo, Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors, or is it Brady Cook and and Luther Burden right now. Yeah, what's the worst defense is probably the answer to your question there. It certainly <laughs> seems like it's LSU's. To me, Nick, this is a good spot to back LSU. Drinkowitz has been good as a home dog. LSU's been not been great as a road favorite under Kelly, but 
back against the wall, awful loss. I think it's a good spot to back LSU. If I was going to play this, I would lay the points. Um, I'm staying away from this this weekend, but that spot I would I would play. Uh, is this the Tigers from Baton Rouge? Is this the biggest game Eli Drinkwitz of the Eli Drinkwitz era? Yeah, I think so. I know they had Georgia pretty close, and it kind of felt like that Kansas State a couple of weeks ago, and they got that. Or win Missouri, or Missouri. Whenever they get big games, they just throw them in at noon. I know, <laughs> like Kentucky people complained about that, but that heck, like that's two huge home games, both at eleven o'clock local. Yeah, for them. Yeah. Tough, tough. Um, there was one other game that slipped in my mind that I wanted to mention too, because I, I've got one of the big games in my lineup. I guess Kentucky, they're another one on this. Uh, this weekend, so, so how about we just go ahead and get We're right? Getting the hammer out for uh, the the Brahma makers and Louisville. all right, yeah. Let's talk about that one because I we know Jeff is good in situations like this. Um, I think I said before the year, like but Notre Dame is better. I <laughs> know, like right, right. Like uh, going into the years, like this, this is teeing up perfectly for this to be the huge signature upset for Jeff Brom. But the problem that I have is just this Notre Dame defense. They rank seventh in SP plus efficiency, and I know. Yeah, they're good. Uh, like we saw with Louisville, how they struggled last week against NC State. Jack Jack Plummer's mids, man. He's just not very secondary good. Is real, Notre Dame secondary is really good. Right, and so you're basically relying on explosive plays by your receivers, and I just don't. I don't see them getting past them. And I know Notre Dame's been a little leaky when it comes to stopping the run. But Louisville doesn't have efficient running attack. They've got a very explosive running attack. So my my only concern is that the, Louisville is so explosive um, that they could you know leave the back door open for 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 a late cover there. Um, so I, I wouldn't lay the points and take Notre Dame here. But I'm afraid of, of hopping on the Louisville over because that Notre Dame's defense is good. So I, I'm I'm riding with a prop, and that's Jawar Jordan under 75 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, I like that. To me, a couple things here. Notre Dame has won 30 consecutive ACC regular season games, 10 straight covers. This is what they do. Uh, Louisville, Brom specifically, he's not as good as a home dog as you probably think. Road dog, he's been great. He's 12-5 ATS at Purdue. But he was 8-6 ATS at home. So good, but not great ATS there. And then Louisville's run defense has some really good numbers, Nick. But I, I, I'm skeptical. Yeah. Okay, I'm skeptical. And what I think is going to happen here is Estimate's probably going to have a big game after a not great game um, last week at Duke. I think they're going to challenge that offensive line this week. They're not going to want – Sam Hartman, this was a house of horrors for him last year, threw six picks against Louisville. So I think they're going to come in and hammer the rock and kind of control the game from that aspect. And then Jack Plummer can't – like the big mistake is coming in this game. Yeah. You feel like from what we've seen from him, he's been kind of Jekyll and Hyde to this point. I just like Notre Dame in this spot. Louisville got them a week late. They wanted them when Duke got them. Yeah. Right after yeah. the Ohio State game. You're catching them a week late in a spot where they typically perform well. I would lay the points with the Irish um, and lean towards the over in this game. Again, that this won't a lot be in my column, but it was one on my short list. Um, they got cut out. I, I like this spot for Notre Dame. If you want to play that game or all of the games, all of the action, sports gambling, it is live on your mobile apps on the FanDuel Sportsbook app, the number one sportsbook app in the world. It's simply the best. Go to FanDuel.com slash personnel. Personnel is the promo code where if you bet five bucks, they're going to load you up on bonus bets. That's 
FanDuel.com slash personnel to get in on the action today. Not only get those bonus bets, they've got a lot of uh, props out there, single-game parlays. They're boosting a lot of bets. So do that today. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, promo code PERSONNEL, and get in on the action right now, Kentucky. This is the part where I say the disclaimer that you must be 21 and over. Present in Kentucky, first online, real money wagers only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Look it. Let's get into the picks. Last week, we were both one and two. You got your heart broken on both of your unders. I mean, I I think think you're still kicking yourself over them, but I'm – I'm going to take a similar but opposite approach this week. I like a couple overs, and I really like the one down at the Cotton Bowl in the Red River Shootout. Look at last year, Texas completely ran Oklahoma off the field, blew them out 49 to nothing. Right now, the Longhorns are scoring at least 31 in every single game they've played. But this feels like a big moment for Brent Venables. Because he's been good, not great. Um, they've done their job so far this year. Um, they really put it on Iowa State. Dylan Gabriel's healthy. Um, I, if this is going to be a close game, this is going to turn into the shootout that it's named after. So I, I just sixty and a half means you got teams playing in the thirties and forties, and I, I think I think we could get to that number by halftime if Oklahoma is able to keep up with Texas. So um, I, I have a feeling the public will probably. Uh, this feels like a very public play on my part, but it just it jumped off the board to me. I, I couldn't resist. So give me the over. I really think the only way that it doesn't hit is if Oklahoma just lays an absolute egg. And I, I, I think Venables is going to be get his team ready for this moment. Yeah. What side do you like in that game, Nick? Oklahoma or Texas? I think Texas is better, but I don't think they're that – like I don't, I don't think Oklahoma is that far off. I, I was almost, I was almost debating on Texas minus six and a half. Uh, I might end up doing both. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm, I'm opposite of you on this one. Uh, this again, I'm not playing it, but I looked hard at under in Oklahoma as a side. It's the weird six and a half number. It's always a little iffy, but both these defense quietly have been really good. Texas. Uh, put the clamps on a Kansas offense without Jalen Daniels, but still a good Kansas offense. Played Alabama, just totally shut them down for most of the game outside the big play. Oklahoma held Cincinnati without a touchdown, um, held an explosive SMU offense in check. I think both these defenses can play. And in this game, these quarterbacks have been up and down, both Quinn Ewers and Dylan Gabriel. To me, I could see more of a, like, not necessarily a shootout. I could see – a 30 to 24 final. Now, am I going to go, am I really going to go to the window and play the under and red river? No, <laughs> but my brain tells me that. And I like Oklahoma. I like this spot for Oklahoma. Everybody's on the Texas wagon, right? Uh, everyone thinks they're going to go undefeated, go to the national championship. I like this spot as an underdog coming in after they got pants last year in an embarrassing fashion. Uh, they're healthy. Now their defense is playing Brent Venables football right now in Norman. I like Oklahoma in that spot, but uh, the numbers – I wish I wanted a, like another point and a couple more points on the total, so I'm staying away. But I would lean the opposite you. 
but can I go to the window and bet Red River under? Just can't do it. Nope. No can do. What can you do for your first pick, though? Lay it on me. Yeah, I mean, lucky principle right here. <laughs> number thirteen, number thirteen team is going on the road to face an unranked team, and they're catching three and a half. Washington State at UCLA. I'm going to lay the field goal on the hook here with the Bruins. Again, he's the the unranked team is favored for a reason in this matchup. UCLA's defense quietly has been really good this year. Um, ben but don't break doesn't give up big plays. Washington State can't run the ball. They're air raid offense built on explosive plays. I think UCLA is going to take that away. Chip Kelly said about awful loss and embarrassing performance at home. Uh, or I, I, on the road at Utah, they only scored seven points. They were awful. They've had time to build it up. Washington State's one of the worst defenses in the Pac-12. I think they'll have a good offensive plan. I think UCLA wins this game outright and covers the number. Oh, a little Pac-12 action. Uh, uh, Dante Moore, too, he struggled in his first big game as the UCLA quarterback, but now he's at home. And this is also Wazoo's first road test of the season. Um, and that's that. That's another reason to to be a Bruin backer this week. Uh, the second selection, I'm I'm going with another over. And look at I feel like I've watched this game before. Where yeah, I mean I it it's it's one of your your betting trends that you share each week on KS Board. That was sponsored by FanDuel too. Eight um, no is the the overs eight no since they started playing this series when Maryland joined the Big Ten. And, and part of it, they're Ohio State, they get the big win, and then it's a bye week, right? Like you've got a, a week to let that simmer. You can't keep the momentum rolling. Their defense really put the clamps on Notre Dame. But I think that week off, they're going to be a little bit rusty. And the way that uh, Tuali attack of Vala is going to attack them is much different than the way that Notre Dame tries to attack them. They're going to go more east-west instead of north-south, try to run it down your throat. So that's why I, I think oh, uh, Maryland's going to score some points early. Ohio State will get into gear. They're ultimately going to win this football game. But, I mean, what do I need? Three scores for Maryland probably to hit this. So I, I give, give me Ohio State-Maryland over 57.5. Yeah, I know. I think Ohio State's covered five in a row, too, here. Uh, so typically, if a favor covers, the over is going to hit more times than not. To me, I just I will worry about pace of play in this game. Are we getting enough plays to get there? But you only need a 57 and a half is a short total for two good offenses. Mm -hmm. You just need some explosive play touchdowns. You get some of that, you're good. Marvin Harrison Jr. is banged up. That is noticeable, but he is going to play. He's got an ankle injury he's dealing with. Uh, the side I would like is the over. Here, I think Maryland, like no one's really talking about them, but they got a good football team. Yeah, they're team they're they go it, eight and four, top twenty five, legitimate top twenty five team in my opinion. It would have been fun if they could be in the West because I I think they have. It would be the best team in the West. I agree. Right, right, and they they don't play stylistically like any of those uh, West teams, but I, I and that's where I think they could have an advantage if this if you know if they could play that West schedule. But um, I think they are one of the better teams in the Big Ten, and we're going to learn more about it on yeah. Saturday. And quietly, their defense and their defense coordinator Brian Williams has been really good. Pass defense has been stingy this year, so they're going to test Ohio State and Kyle McCord there. Uh, this is a low key, sneaky good game, I think, in the big big noon window on Fox. Again, the trends tell us they over in Ohio State is probably the side here, but it's a big spot for Maryland. Certainly is. Who you and got even, even if Maryland covers, you have to think they're going to have to score some points. 
Right. So you get you think you have to think you're going to be in a decent shot there in the fourth quarter to get that north of 57 and a half. I feel like I've made this play before too, so might as well run it back. Who you got next? All right, we're going pick two here. Going back to the well, different side this time, Nick. <laughs> Purdue at Iowa. I'm laying one oh, and a half man. with the Hawks. Hawkeye lucky he, over here. He can't help back himself. Up, backup quarterback needed a defensive score to win. Can't finish drives in the end zone. Playing an air raid offense, but this is a spot I really love. Iowa. The coaching matchup here, Nick. Kirk Ferentz yeah. versus Ryan Walters. Fade the hell out of Ryan Walters. I'm jumping on this. Purdue on the hasn't been great against power conference competition. They blew Illinois out out of nowhere, but that was a close game. It just kind of got away from the line. Iowa knows who they are, right? They're going to punt the ball and play defense. Purdue's pass-heavy offense, like give me Phil Parker versus Graham Harrell. I'm taking Phil Parker in this matchup. I was going to find a way. I actually thought Deacon Hill didn't look terrible in that game. Like, I didn't see a real big drop-off between him and Cade McNamara. And now he's mm-hmm. got some. He's got a little bit more mobility where McNamara was a just a stat, like uh, dead meat sitting there and in the pocket because he couldn't he couldn't move sitting duck. So I like Iowa here. I think that this again. I think this this spread is a couple about at least a field goal short here in this moment. So I'm going to take it minus one and a half. I'm going to lay it with the Hawkeyes. Like they they everything's still in front of Iowa. Like they can still go win the Big Ten West. And we just talked about that. Like how it's wide open. Mm-hmm. I liked Iowa at home here against a Purdue team that I think is one of the worst in the Big Ten. I love, too, that um, they're calling him Bacon Hill because he's a 260-pound load back there. Yeah, uh, what is, that's sneak, all they baby. needed. Hey, all get, they get needed. The red, red zone, QB sneak it. I'll push, push it all the way in the end zone. I mean, what if that's all Iowa's offense had been missing all these years was just a fat quarterback? <laughs> like, that would that would be Brian Ferentz's saving grace. It's like, I mean, this is this is all we needed. We just needed a fat quarterback to, to put our offense over the top. Um, I, for my third and final pick, I feel like I timed this right earlier in the season. A lot of people are down on Arkansas, but they couldn't run the ball against A&M because, I mean, who really can? They're going to be able to run the ball against Ole Miss this week. They had some really bad turnovers that cost them against the Aggies. Um, and if they just take care of the ball, I, I, this this feels like a big letdown spot for Ole Miss after the huge win in the shootout. So give me Arkansas with a huge number. I just can't – there's just uh, – as much as I saw struggled, um, I just – K.J. Jefferson going to win this team, make it a game. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got an outright win with an upset in Oxford. Both these teams, Nick, are coming off two – Hugely emotional games. Mm-hmm. Arkansas, and for Arkansas, it's three straight away from home. At, at LSU, goes down to the wire. You go to Jerry World, AM pulls away from them late. Ole Miss loses to at Alabama and has just the craziest game of the year probably at home against LSU. But you look common opponent. Arkansas took Ole Miss or LSU to the wire on the road. Mm-hmm. LSU had to kick a field goal at the horn. Ole Miss needed a crazy comeback in the fourth quarter to win that game at home. Yeah. The Hogs who move the ball, they're very good as a dog under Sam Pittman, Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he's 14. I'm trying to pull it up here. I believe he's 14 in six 
um, at Arkansas, or excuse me, 13 and seven, one game off there. And then Ole Miss is two and six. ATS is an SEC home favorite under Lane Giffen. I mean, it's double digits, too. That's just I like this so spot. You got double digits. I like it. I like taking the Hogs here. Um, this is going to be in the column this week. I'm going to take Arkansas plus 11 and a half. I think it's a good spot for them. And I think they, yeah, I think they could win this game mm-hmm. outright. And the only really, that one, would just totally these, derail the SEC West, too. <laughs> one of these teams is going to have just a, like, I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being like a double digit win for one side or the other. Somebody mm-hmm. in this matchup is just going to have like, it's like a big let, let, I worry yeah. a little bit about Arkansas coming off two losses, but I think yeah. this is a good spot to catch Ole Miss. And Sam Pittman, I will say that he gets that team to play hard. Mm-hmm. They typically play hard for him. When they lose, it's not for lack of effort usually. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on the Hogs here plus eleven and a half. I'm right. with you on that one. Well, there we go. There we go. We're riding together. Like it. Am I gonna ride with this last pick of yours? Yeah. You may, you may not. We're going to Big 12, 8 o'clock. Texas Tech at Baylor. The Butt Bowl, Nick. Big rivalry. I'm going to lay the one and a half with the Red Raiders. This is another one where I think the line's just too short. I've never I, heard the Butt Bowl. You never heard that? <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Oh, my God. How have I yeah, not? Butt oh, Bowl. gosh. That's like when, um, is it Pittsburgh? The the Pirates play somebody and it's – it's. Uh, there's something like that with baseball too, where it's it's like the most sophomore humor, but I but I love every second, like the armpit or something like that. Either yeah. way, I digress. Like I, we were at Lucky's Locks was on the right side of that Baylor comeback last week at UCF, plus twelve God, and a half. We even mentioned I thought they had a chance to win with Shapin. They end up winning that game. Just a crazy comeback, uh, which was very much UCF induced. It was a big meltdown <laughs> by them. Where the I look at bus, Texas. Baby. You look at Texas Tech, Nick, high expectations in this year. They've been disappointing to this point. This is almost kind of a must-win situation for them. They really need this win. They're only laying one and a half. They were a dog earlier this week, Nick, so the movement is on the Red Raiders here. Texas Tech has a better defense, the better run game. I like them in this spot where Baylor's coming off a real emotional high and Texas Tech in a motivated spot. We're going to lay the one and a half with the Red Raiders. I think they're the better team. I still think this line's a little short, so give me Texas Tech here. Uh, running the football and playing defense on the road, typically good things happen, so I like the Red Raiders in Waco. The Red Raiders. Oh, man, should be a good one. We're excited for all of the college football action this weekend, uh, including Saturday night's showdown between the Cats and Georgia in Sanford Stadium. Before we get to that, I want to tell you that Pigskin Preview is also teaming up with Eckrich this fall. It's for the $1 million challenge for teachers. They're partnering up with Extra Yard for Teachers. That's the college football playoff organization that helps teachers across the country. And the teacher you know and love could win a million dollars for their school and community. All you got to do, go to Eckridge.com under the promotions tab and nominate your teacher today for a chance to throw for $1 million at the Kentucky-Alabama game. Even if they don't hit it in the hoop, they still can win money for their local school. So right now, go to Eckridge.com, nominate the teacher you know by October 26th to give them a chance to win $1 million for their local community with the Eckridge $1 million challenge for teachers. Like it. 
Kentucky's trying to do something crazy. They're trying to knock off the four. They try to get their fourth win over a top-ranked team in the country. It's the fourth straight year they played a number one team. Uh, Georgia hasn't lost in Athens at night since 2009 when Kentucky forced four turnovers. Look it. I uh, I'm, I'm I think I'm I'm starting to do that upswing back where I'm coming back up to like getting confident about the Cats. You know, you, 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 you win on Saturday, you're really high, and then you start to do – you're like, oh, no, Georgia's pretty good. Like, this is – they're up against it. And then all of a sudden, it's getting closer to game time, and a lot of people are like, well, when's is Georgia going to click it on? Maybe they just aren't the, the – just, this isn't just the team that we were used to seeing. I know we broke this game down a lot on 11 personnel, but uh, – how how can you not be confident that Kentucky is going to start fast and potentially cover an early first quarter or first half spread? Let me ask you three questions, Nick. Just give me your answers. Okay. Who has the better? Who's the better coordinator duo? Brad White, Liam Cohen, or Glenn Schumann, Mike Bobo? Brad White, Liam Cohen. Okay. Who's more explosive, Kentucky or Georgia on offense? Oh, Kentucky's much more explosive on offense. Okay. Which quarterback would you take in a big game? Would you rather have Devin Leary or Carson Beck? Well, I've never seen Carson Beck in a big game, except when he had two turnovers last week at Auburn. So I'm going to take Devin Leary. Yeah, I think those like if you put, if you put a vote out to the masses of college football people, I think most people would vote Kentucky in favor of all three. So if you're more explosive, you feel like you have an edge as a, on play calling, and you feel like you have a better quarterback, you can win a football game. Man. Right, those are pretty three important features, well, and and for me too is I just the Kentucky defense is very good, and Georgia's been one dimensional without a consistent running game. So they're just not ex- they're not explosive. That, that this is the big thing in this game. Georgia is not explosive. Like they're efficient running the ball, they're efficient passing the ball, but creating explosives is very hard for them. Nick, if you're if your tight end is your clear number one option at receiver, mm-hmm. and you don't have a freak at quarterback, you're going to have some limitations on offense. And they really shouldn't because their receiver room's good. Like you're still waiting for the breakthrough, but why has it happened yet? Why is Dominic Lovett averaging under ten yards per reception? Yeah, after yeah. what we saw last year at Missouri, right? You know, maybe it'll look different with Lad McConkey. Who knows? But like Georgia is not creating explosives. Kentucky's the more explosive team in this game. And that's never really been the thing, you know, Carson Beck's been good, but it's a lot of dink and dunk. He has the seventh lowest air yards per pass attempt average in the power five. They're not stretching the field vertically. So if Kentucky can go and win the explosive play battle, which I expect them to do, I think they can win this football game. The big question for Kentucky is Georgia's going to man up on the outside. You know, they don't care. And it's going to be, can Kentucky's receivers make, can Leary deliver the ball, and can they make tough, competitive catches in this game? That That's ultimately going to, I think, determine the football game. If Kentucky does that, I think they're, they're probably going to have a really, really good chance to win. If they don't, they're going to lose. And I think that's really kind of where the game comes down to. You've got to avoid, obviously, the catastrophic turnover, special teams play, yada, yada, yada. But if you do that in a limited possession game, Kentucky's going to be right in this, and they're, they're more explosive than Georgia. I really do think that. They're just more explosive. So, if they can hit some ex- explosive plays, you know, this thing could get like tight for Georgia. And this is the smallest home favorite Georgia has been in a couple of years. 
you know, you know, usually these spreads are north of three possessions, mm-hmm. and this one isn't. And I think it, that it, it's like that for a reason. I think Kentucky covers, and I think they have a really good chance to win the game if their receivers and Leary play well. But that's a big question mark yeah. from what we've seen so far this season. So battle for the top of the SEC East. The winner controls their own destiny. Who's it going to be? We'll find out Saturday at 7 p.m. Big thanks to our friends at FanDuel for bringing you the pigskin preview and Eckridge. So check out FanDuel. We gave you the promo code earlier. It's a great app. We love it. You're going to love it too. We love that you all have joined us for this edition of Pigskin Preview. Hope you take advantage of the extra 24 hours. And uh, what's up that I overtake Luckett this week? We're really close here. We're really close here. Need a, Brian need Ferris enough. will not let me down, Nick Rouse. She will not. <laughs> we hope you all have enjoyed this edition of Pigskin Preview for Adam Luckett. I'm Nick Rouse. We'll see you in Athens. Get to the window.